Yeah, I mean, if you're going to like the post, then give us your 14 minutes of attention, honestly. Yeah, if you liked the post and then didn't listen to the podcast, we're fighting. Yeah, there, are, yeah. there are 19 likes and there were only 13 listens. Like, that's... Something doesn't add up. And, like, so. how am I supposed to tell my mom proudly that I have a podcast that 20 people listen to? So, whoever the six of you are... How are you going to tell June? How are you going to tell June actually, Blunt? probably the seven of you guys, I listen to it to bump the views up a little bit. Um, I am not. But I will be going through <laughs> this list of names and individually reaching out to every single one of you. Yeah, who are we putting on blast? I'm just kidding. Don't do it. All right, here we go. The and 19 the offenders of are... that has not listened to it. Ugh. Well, maybe maybe episode two, we can uh, grab their attention. You know, I think that's how it works. Episode one, fucking thirteen views. Episode two, two thousand probably. Right. No one watches the pilot. No. Not like, oh, I'll that skip was super that. great. You exactly. skip that to be like, that's that was their trash that they were sorting out. It was gold. You should go back and listen to it. You should. Um, we know that Brittany listened to it because afterwards she sent us a list of questions. So thank you very much, Brittany. Um, and uh, I think. I think the one that we're going to get into today is, which one was it? Uh, okay, so uh, Brittany wants to know how strength training is different from other workout programs. Um, thank you, Brittany, for the questions. These are all awesome. Um, and I think, I think this is an important question because I think people just think of, of strength training as just like, I don't know, another form of working out just like anything else. It's like going to do a yoga class. It's like going to do a spin class, but we just do... We just do weights, um, and I think I think that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, what are what are your just like kind of initial thoughts when someone says like, how is it different from other workout programs? Well, my initial thought is that when you said could it be further from the truth, I would think like surgery or, <laughs> or beating people in the head with rocks would be further from a fitness modality. <laughs> so it could be further from the truth, but it is pretty far from the truth in terms of what you're actually supposed to accomplish when you have, so like you, you spend time working out, right? And let's say that you're going to spend three hours a week. Let's just say that you're spending on average 180 minutes doing some sort of fitness. And for just about every other fitness modality, the time that you spend during the fitness is the thing that happens. Now there are other things that happen too. Like there are cardiovascular components. There are like metabolic inefficiencies that'll happen like you would expect to see with boot camps and some sort of like hit or CrossFit type training. And you might accidentally get a little bit stronger, um, but that's not necessarily the, the intention of that, like behind that workout. And I think that anytime you put somebody in a workout where the only intention is to move for a certain period of time, you're automatically limiting the benefit that they can experience surrounding that workout, but also for the future and for like the future investment of their body. I think one of them does really good today, which is just about every type of modality of training. Sure. Um, I think strength training does really good for today and really good for tomorrow, which I think is like the biggest benefit is that it, it has long lasting standing effects that I don't think a ton of other modalities do. Again, like cardiovascular training absolutely does. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but that's fairly low le- in terms of like what you need to do to be healthy with that is like right. fairly low level stuff. Like you basically need to punch the clock and do the thing, right? Right. So strength training is a little bit more involved. There's not an automatic, like if you're trying to have some sort of metabolic stress or inefficiency, like just have a workout that creates a situation where you're burning calories and moving your body, there's not really much to that. You just do stuff and then stuff happens. That's why um, during COVID when like the, like 
everything hit, certain gyms really struggled moving online. And I think it's one of the reasons that we really didn't just because we were able to pivot because everything we did was program-based. So people understood the value of, hey, this is all going to still be individual. It's still gonna be progressive. It's gonna be suited to me. Whereas if what all you were doing in the gym before was just, I, I like to call it just like dancing around bullshit, but right. you know, but like, you know, whatever, doing like a, a boot camp or a class, like you're gonna be replaced by P90X. You're gonna be replaced by, by, the, by workout videos on demand, by Apple Watches, new Apple Fitness thing. Like all of those things are going to be the things that replace you if you're not doing anything that's that's different and actually progressive that's going to help people more right like right. that's and i think that's a that's the other biggest thing is we don't we don't pick this modality of training because it's actually harder to do like giving people metabolically inefficient workouts requires almost no effort if you're right. a halfway proficient coach you just pair things together in inefficient ways like you actually could do that on accident most of the time right Whereas like strength training is exactly the opposite. Like everything needs to be intentional. Like like uh, stressors need to be managed, technique needs to be managed, load needs to be managed. So load and volume, intensity needs to be managed, recovery, and then all the things that support that. So there's so much more that goes into it. And then I guess if we were to, if I kind of spin that back out to you, so I've talked about like the difference in, on like a mechanical level, but what do you think is some, like is or are some of the primary differences from a an actual benefit level like what is what does strength training do what is like what does someone that works out here get that they wouldn't necessarily get if they worked out at most other places or worked out without the kind of plan and intention that we set for them like you're gonna get an actual thought out designed workout instead of like hey here's a thing that's gonna make you tired um like you said a lot of things will get people stronger kind of by accident where just because you're moving around a lot like yes you will gain a little bit of strength and just like proficiency in the movement that you do but the things we do like progressively challenge different movement patterns in like a very specific way like it's not just oh we'll we'll squat some days we'll do this sometimes like we're looking at the different types of movements that people do get them stronger in it like see that that we have balance on one side and the other strength-wise. So we're gonna get people actually stronger and keep getting them stronger after the initial, just like getting used to movements type thing that you would get if you were just doing like a boot camp type workout. Um, people are gonna get out of pain if they're in pain or it'll prevent them from getting into pain doing other things that are uh, stupid. That's a good word, I think. I don't like want to say stupid. Okay. What, what do you want to say? I feel like because there is so little um, education or, or requirements to become a personal trainer, there's a lot of people who, who mean well but don't do well. So I, don't, I feel like calling them stupid isn't fair. Um, uh, mis, misinformed or uninformed? I don't know. That's really that much and I, better, The but. thing is... is we're so close and so like married to this industry that we think that that only happens in our industry, but like that happens everywhere. Like, look oh, at, yeah. like I mean, you can go to a really shitty mechanic, you can go to a great mechanic. Like, you can drive your car up to someone who's gonna like put it on cinder blocks and somehow change it for you, and oh, I got a good deal. Or you can go to a real mechanic that's gonna fix your car and like not leave it all messed up. Right. People understand that medical science is rooted in like I don't know science, and that MDs study that, and then have like our best interests at heart for the most part and then still refuse to go see doctors when it's like that. So these are things that are 
there's not even like a met i mean there are but there's not even like a medically validated this is what you should do even like cdc who like everyone that is involved with the amount of physical activity recommended for an individual is still just like exercise just do the thing right right like and i do think to avoid a lot of the things that people are talking about like that is probably sufficient like i would love if people just like walked every day for well and that's the other thing the the modalities where it's just like you move around a lot you can you should get movement like that is a super good thing to do but you can do that by going for a walk there are other ways to chase that thing without making that the only thing that you and it's easier to recover from. So like right. people will always be like, oh, I need more cardio. Well, that's fine. Then like the, the boring answer is, hey, then you should probably go on the bike or for a walk or for a very slow jog or the airdyne or treadmill or something. Get your heart rate up to 130, 140 and keep it there for a while. And that's it. Right. I think I think typically when people think about cardio, I know this question was about strength. Um, but, um, I think with cardio, people just think like, oh, I need to get tired. Like I need to get my heart rate up super high. I, I need to feel gassed when like, if, if the thing that you want to get from, from cardio workouts is like improved cardiovascular health benefits, like you actually need to do the long, boring, slower stuff. Right. But I think when people want to do cardio anyway, it's, it's usually not because they're like, oh, I want my heart to be really healthy. It's usually, I, I need to lose weight. I should right. do cardio. And even in that point, all you're chasing if you're looking to be sore or to be like really tired or really sweaty is you're chasing a sensation, not a stimulus. Like right. the appropriate stimulus is, is a long drawn out steady state elevated heart rate for a long period of time. Like that's for the longest time. What was that? What was that? Like the fat aerobic or fat oxidative state, whatever. Yeah. And like that's what like treadmills would list there. But, and again, that's such a subjective thing because individual variances in heart rate and like how you metabolize fat, but it doesn't matter. That's, that's still optimal for all for losing for losing weight really it is still optimal i believe but also and that could be argued but it's also optimal because it doesn't take anything away from your ability to recover from other things right so like you can do that and then still go and have like a really good squat day or good good like strength training day and there'll be no problems if you go and do a 30 minute like beat your like beat your balls into the ground like every minute on the minute or amrap or circuit or boot camp or something and then you try to do your strength workout the next day like you that took something out of you that needs to be put back in. You need to replenish it. And people don't take that into consideration. And like, if you're not like an extremely well-adapted, well-trained person, going balls to the walls five or six days a week is probably too much. Right. Like you can move every day and you probably should move every day. But if you can move what you're considering balls to the walls every day, you're either way more advanced than you're giving yourself credit for, or you just don't work very hard. Right. And I think that's the, like a pretty common issue is people go, too hard on things that they shouldn't be going as hard on and then on things where they should really be pushing it mm-hmm. they they aren't quite pushing it hard enough right yeah and i think that that's and it's so common like it's even for people that we that we've built like a very very good rapport with that we've worked with for a long time that really like understand still fall into the into like certain common traps with this stuff yeah and it's just because for i think as as long as there's as long as there are people who like are seeking like the easy way out for things or like the simple way out or like or whatever there'll be someone there to sell them that snake oil like right that will always exist that will always be the thing so kind of circling full like full circle back into the the actual benefits of strength training and why we do that so i'll go over and again everyone's probably heard these and read them like you burn you burn calories for 48 hours after you strength train yeah that's absolutely true it's a good thing 
it's not a lot of calories, but it's a good thing. You should probably be appreciative of that. You like the demands on the lever systems of your body forces the joints and bones to have adaptations that create them, create more resiliency as we age, right? We lose our joints deteriorate, we lose bone density. Strength training mitigates that. Running doesn't. Like actually the physiological adaptation to most low intensity drawn out things is to lessen muscle mass, to lessen bone density because it is easier to move for a long time if you're lighter. Right. Like that's just so the adaptate that so the exact reason that you adapt physiologically to the demands of strength training by having increased bone density is the exact reason that you adapt the other way when you're just running or just doing cardio. And then if, if you're a person that just does cardio and then does some high intensity stuff, you're you're literally a walking risk. That's really what ends up happening. So you're taking away from a ton of your recovery with the high intensity, but not high like high volume or high um, actual like relative like the real version of intensity. So I guess I'm gonna back up. So intensity as it relates at intensity as it relates to like if you're if we're if we're nerding out on strength training stuff is the percentage of your one rep max. So like a 95% of your of a 500 pound squat. I'm not even good enough at math to do this. 475 or whatever it would be. That'd be a very high intense squat. Intensity, as we talk about it in like just a normal, it's like oh that was an intense workout. I, I don't know. That's just jargon. Like, right. So, yeah. but they mean they mean two very different things. Um, intensity with like a hard metabolic workout or a hard cardio workout is it's actually a very low intensity workout. But there's a lot of right. rah rahness, I guess, about. It. Well, I'm not gonna say intensity anymore. When I mean, that. I'm gonna say rah rah. That's what I mean. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Rah, rah. And it lets people know where it, <laughs> lets people know where I stand on my belief that it's cool. Some like rah rah cheerleadership. Um, yeah. So the other thing too is that if you look at exercise selection, even even matters a little bit here. So let's say that we're in the middle of like a circuit and we're gonna do some some jump lunges or some traveling lunges, uh, and then we're gonna do some squat to overhead press. Both those are perfectly fine moves, and if you're if you have the mobility to express. The, like your arms in flexion straight overhead, that's great. If you have the ability to hit a full range of motion squat pain free, no hip like no hip hip or rec fam issues, that's awesome. And what was the other move? If you're gonna do lunges and you don't have any knee pain, that's amazing. If you have any of those things, that workout sucks for you. And now you just need customizations to make sure that you can do that workout. But then I would question why you're doing that workout anyways if you need that many customizations to be able to do it it sounds like your recovery would be best served somewhere else. It'd be best served developing shoulder flexion, which requires strength in the proper range of motion. It's be, it would be best served in doing heavy, slow resistance training for, for some tendon health for your, for your knees. So the dose makes the poison, the, the modality makes the poison. If you're jumping around in, in a boot camp, you might be someone that absolutely comes and says, hey, I can't do lunges, like lunges just hurt my knees. And we're sitting there being like, whoa, so you don't have any like clinical diagnosis your knees are cranky you have some sort of like tendinosis going on okay we need you to lunge right and i think i think people get too comfortable with being like oh i can't do that um and like you shouldn't be okay with with removing movement capabilities from your life like if if right now you're taking out lunges what is it next is it taking out going up and down stairs like which is what inevitably happens and everybody in their 40s and 50s or I guess even 30s at this point and if you've done a good job the 60s like they like you stave that off as long as you can because but you think it's not going to happen to you and then inevitably it always does right so it's like it well that's if do you think all the people that lost their ability to move up and down the stairs at one point were like 
fuck, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, no. Right. It was a slow trickle. They stopped doing this. Then they started looking for the handrail. Then they started turning to the side. Then they realized that their knees hurt for three days after they did it. Then they sent someone else down the stairs to get something instead of themselves. Then they realized they haven't gone down the stairs in three months. They find themselves using the handicap thing every time they go in and out of the uh, out of, and out of any public place. And then they're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then what are they going to do to get it back? Go and do a boot camp? Like, that's not going to work. Right. Like, so just do the right thing in the first place anyway. So the other, like, that's the other thing with strength training is that if you're doing it right, it, it slows it everything down and allows for the actual, it would be like if me and you went to like a, like a pharmacy lab and someone's like, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe they need an EpiPen or some shit. The likelihood of me and you being able to whip up the concoction in there and be able to <laughs> save somebody, we're going to, they're going to die. Right. Like, the only drugs I recognize are not drugs that are going to save their life, okay? Not going to save their life at all. Which is exactly what fitness is, right? So, like, all the people that are, that are that pimp boot camps and CrossFit and this and that and really no real, like, high-intention modality of just, of just, like, some sort of mixed modality where it's just, hey, just do a bunch of stuff and, like, get a good sweat and get a good burn – like you're missing out on all the tools. It's like it's like throwing us into the pharmacy and hoping for the best. Like it might work. Like we might accidentally stab him with an EpiPen. Right. We might inject him with insulin and kill him too. I don't know. Like that could happen. So same thing with same thing with fitness. Like yes, if you're if all you're used to is someone that told you to do step ups and you did you know and you did the the step aerobic step ups from the 80s or 90s and you did it in your 2020 boot camp and you can't figure out like oh step ups hurt my knees well. Well, no, you've just never actually been properly assessed. You can't squat your body weight, so you have no business stepping up. And then, oh, by the time you are strong enough to squat your body weight, we realize that the difference between your left leg and right leg is 60% in your strength. And then you did three sets of 20 step-ups and you can't figure out why your knee hurts. Then the step-up didn't hurt your knee. Your knee was fucked right. up. The step-up showed you that your knee was messed up. And you might need more step-ups to fix the problem. I was going to say, and that's <laughs> the thing. It's like the, the thing that is the issue a lot of times and the, the proper dosage is the thing that will fix that issue. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's what strength training is. Right. I think people have this this notion that in order for it to be considered strength training, that it needs to be what what I do or what you do or what they see scrolling through Instagram or like that their crazy cousin does. And it doesn't, the reality is it's not that. Like strength training is far more accessible than that. Like if you, if you had a plan, if you have a plan and in the beginning of that plan you were had to do dumbbell bench press and you did 15s and you got 10, 10 or 12 reps and then in eight weeks you were able to do 20s for 10 or 12 reps, you're strength training. Right. You have some sort of progressive plan. The real, the real kicker with that is if you hit that 20 pounds for the 10 to 12 reps, what do you do that? Like what is your net, what does the next program look like? For most people in most instances, as soon as they get to a point where they're holding weights that they're no longer comfortable holding, their strength training is done and now they're just working out. Right. And to me, that's problematic. Like we have people that uh, that have been stuck at 20s and 25s for dumbbell bench for a long time. And then we have people that I just programmed for and I'm like, oh shit, they're doing 45s. Like right. and they're small, like small women, but just well-trained and they're just kicking ass. And it's like, well, well, how is, and one of them is still strength training and one of them is trying to focus and the other one is now working out. And our goal, I think, is to take everybody and make sure that they are never just working out. So, at least for me, that like that that yeah. is, I think, like the cohesive goal that that kind of holds this this together without ever having to say it is like if someone is just checking the box of gotta work out in, I feel like we have failed them miserably. Like, there's so much more benefit when it comes to strength training, when it comes to actually having like a well thought out plan. Like you said, the dose 
like the dose of what you're doing can absolutely have that impact. Like, so the exactly the thing that's hurting you and that you're trying to avoid is probably the thing you need more of. If you have a practitioner that can help you do it the right way. Right. Who's your favorite type of paper to write? Favorite type of paper to write? Um, none of them. I did <laughs> horribly in English class all throughout school. Um, because, because I didn't like doing it. When I did write papers, I always did well on them. So I was good at the subject, but I hated it. What did I like writing? Yeah, I don't think any of them. I like writing <laughs> stuff about fitness now. So I guess explanatory type papers. Explanatory, there it is. Yeah, if I get to explain something I actually care about, I enjoy writing. Okay. So it was more of the topic selection or the yes. confinements of, of the that particular assignment that was yeah. like, eh, I hate it. When that. I had to write a persuasive paper about why solar power was good, I did not like doing that. That makes sense. Although, <laughs> the best part about it was the title I came up with it, which was A Bright Future in Solar Energy. <laughs> that was the best part, hands down. Even the way that you, like, in, no one was able to see this except for me, but even the way you positioned your head as you said that, like, you're still proud. And I, oh, I am, 100%. Yeah. And I'm here for that. I'm here for that progress. I'm talking about it on a podcast. This you're like, li- listen here, guys. <laughs> this is a thing that happened, and I'm very happy. That it's it on my fridge still. <laughs> it is. I've been to his house, and I can confirm this. Uh, I don't know why Sam lets that stay there, but that's fine. It's my one rule. Everything else is... It's her game, but... Yeah. That paper stays up there? Solar power paper stays. A bright future. Solar power. I like that. I like that. I almost got expelled for a paper that I wrote. Expelled? Yeah, they couldn't prove anything, so it worked out. But I basically wrote I wrote a paper that uh, I changed the names of a teacher that I really hate. It's actually the English teacher that I, I really didn't like. And okay. the assistant principal, who I also didn't like. And I just changed their name by one letter in the front. So... I can't say the name, but, like, your name would have been, like, Pat instead of Matt. And, like, so it's very clear, you know? Yeah. For last names. And then I wrote about how they, like, were using the school as, like, a means of enslaving kids and torturing them. Um, and how they were actually planning on taking over the world. And then they get overthrown and killed at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so... Which which was fine, and that was funny, and it was, like, a, it was a, part, it was a partner paper... But what we didn't know is that we would have to read it in front of the class. So I did, and immediately, immediately got put into their office, parents called. It was, I didn't, like, I wasn't going to, in the paper, I want to be clear, I didn't do any of (laughs) that. And I had no, like, so I, so also, at 12 years old, if this gives you 13 years old. Yeah, no, it was middle school, so 100, so I think I was maybe, maybe 13. I still had the argumentative properties and part of, as part of my character to, to, to like absolutely wit defy and say that I, by no means meant either of those two teachers and that they couldn't prove it because it wasn't their name. And I'm, they, and they couldn't. I'm imagining being your teacher, trying to have that conversation with you, and like I'm so frustrated just thinking about it. I can't oh, imagine were, like getting into an argument with twelve year old you because I feel like you probably have like the same argumentative skills that you have now and it just being like I'm an adult you're a kid and like that being my whole argument like it, no you're wrong I'm right it, it kind of was like well like well you did mean to write it I was like but I didn't <laughs> like those are just random names like like no, but it clearly isn't random names, but but they are but you can't like they're not your name like did you change your name it, so anyway so that's that's all I have for storytelling and I don't know why that was relevant I don't know either, but it was a good story. Yeah. But anyways, 
I did want to start to talk about what what reasons people have for being successful at our gym, what reasons people have if they haven't experienced the success that they maybe wanted to. Um, like what are some characteristics of clients that maybe do a really good job here at a gym like ours with, with coaching staff and service like ours versus maybe people who are simply just not supposed to be here or maybe are thinking that they belong to a gym, should belong to a gym like this, but shouldn't. Uh, and I think the best way to do that is to first talk about the qualities that we're not looking for in clients. I think sometimes to figure out exactly who we do serve, it's important to figure out who we probably just should never serve. Um, or who just isn't like our, who isn't in the market for what we're looking for. And I, I kind of break this down as if I had like a family member that lived far enough away that they wouldn't come to this gym, but they were looking for a gym and I were to break down like what they were actually looking for. What are the things I would, and I had a, you know, a good friend, let's say you own a gym 10 minutes from there and ran things very similarly. I would, as much as I would be trying to help my family member, I would also be trying to help the gym owner make sure that they have the right fit too. Like it shouldn't just be right. peddling the wrong person to the wrong gym. It's going to be a bad fit for the coaches, for the gym, <clears throat> for the atmosphere. And then especially for the client too, that's just not what they're looking for. They're always going to be let down. Um, so kind of with that, I wanted to kick off to you. on like one of the first things that you can think of that is a characteristic of, or something that a person's looking for that maybe would make them a candidate for a different activity or a different gym that isn't ours. I feel like the, the first thing that comes to mind is someone who, when you meet, when you're talking about what they're looking for, their first thing that they want is like you to just kick their ass. Mm -hmm. They want to feel like destroyed after a workout. They want to leave here like a sweaty puddle of a person at the end of it. Okay. And like, do you find when you have people that, that say that, like, do you, how often if you dive deeper on that, are people really looking for that versus looking for the validation that they think will come from, from telling a trainer that they want that, you know? So like, I guess break that down a little bit too. So I think the disconnect is that people think that that's what is going to get them the goal that they have. Like their goal isn't to feel dead after every workout. Their goal is to, I feel like usually in those cases, it's like a, a fat loss client, someone mm -hmm. who wants to, to lose weight. Um, and they think that the harder a workout feels and the more dead that they feel at the end of it, like the more effective it is for that. And that that's all it takes in order to feel better and lose a few pounds. And I think that's just because that's the way people make their workouts out to be, like with things like uh, P90X, Insanity, right. like even just the name of that, it's insane. Um, so I think it's a, a lack of education, if that's the right word, just a lack of awareness on what the important things are to get them to their goal. Right, and so what you're saying is if you dive deeper with the person and you find out that they they say they want their ass kicked, but really they just, they're either looking for that as like the, to tell you as, as their new coach that that's what they want, or, yeah. um, or whether it's just to be like the thing that they think they should be saying if you dive deeper and you find that that's not what they want, then they probably are still in the right spot. It's just that, that like, if they're like, no, like, I understand, and, like, I just need to get my ass whooped. Like, if it's not right. insanity-style workouts, to your point, I'm just not interested. Right. Like, if someone wants, like, a, a boot camp, like, drill sergeant-type feel, like, that, if that is what they want, we're straight up, as anybody who listens to this probably knows, not for them. Like good luck getting me to yell at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to yell at you. Like, yeah. I, like, it takes a lot to make me yell. Like, I, 
like I'll make you work hard just like in your own like desire to make like do good for sure for your coach sure like I'll give side jabs with the people that it's appropriate to I'll give encouragement where you're supposed to but I'm not like I'm not gonna scream at you like I'm yeah. not yeah like I that's just not I don't do that so if that's what you need that's cool and that's awesome but like that's just not we won't we will never be that right for, for that person not our fit on the flip side if you're okay with never being screamed at and just being like supported and motivated right. and guided then like come talk to us that's right. definitely an important thing what's the, oh oh no oh, oh. <laughs> very mid, very midwestern of us <laughs> oh oh sorry oh so the, the thing that I kind of wanted to circle back to that you said that I found interesting was the like the fact that people are they think that's what they need to get the desired outcome and I wanted to go into that for a second because for certain people I, I think that's true and other people I think that they that it has to do with a narrative that I know we've talked about before but maybe people haven't heard us either one off or, or on the podcast talk about but the 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 concept of if all I needed to do was this, then that looks really bad that I didn't start this 10 years ago. Yes. Um, where, and, and I guess, it, and you, cause it, I could see it took you a second to recall that conversation. Like, so people might not have full clarity on that. But what I mean is if, if all you had to do were, was eat one or two more vegetables and drink two more bottles of water and eat 30 grams of protein and walk a little more and just like lift some weights a couple times a week and you would have had pretty much the body and the life and the capacity that you wanted, it would make you feel very bad to, to realize that. Like that's a, that's a hard blow to the ego because surely I care enough about my life and my body to have just done those simple things. And the reality is like for some people that's just not the case. Like they didn't at that time or they didn't have this, this, this tools to be able to do that because I said all those things and rattled them off like that simple. For a lot of people that might be a very stark contrast from their normal right. their normal life. Yeah, it's a very simple list, but it's not easy to put all those things into practice. No, and it's just convincing people to do that forever. Yes. Like, that's really, like, our job is just convincing people that that doesn't suck that bad. Or, at the very least, that even if it does, like, kind of not super fun, like, I don't know, brushing my teeth, I'm not like, hell yeah, I get to brush my teeth, but you just do it at a, after a certain point. Right. It just becomes part of what you do, um, and you're better off for it. But I think that if people could realize that they could give themselves a break in in the concept of had I not, like had I realized I would have done this sooner, that's okay, you didn't realize, you didn't know. You didn't have access to that, but now you do. But that's the biggest thing that I, that I get to when I, when I have that conversation with someone that feels like that we're not kicking their ass or that it's not, it's like, but you have the, you have the information and the tools now, so now you know that that ass kicking workout isn't the thing that you need. First of all, if anyone wants to really be super disheartened by that, go start your Apple Watch, go for a, a brisk walk for one hour, and then Reach out to me or Matt, and we will put you through the worst, hardest, most miserable, high-intensity training. And you can have that your watch on for an hour. And when you see the very slight difference in calories burned, <laughs> you are going to really, really question those high-intensity workouts. Um, it, they just don't—they don't make sense for the amount of output that you have to that you have to give to make those things effective, and the amount of recovery that it takes out. It takes a lot of recovery out of someone that's well adapted to them, let alone right. someone that's not. And the only people that are able to do it for a long enough time are the people that don't work hard enough in it that it actually works to their advantage. So the people that are going to Orange Theories and Berries and things five and six days a week, they just, they literally are adapted to that style of workout and they're only working out, they're only working out in a capacity that 
allows them to get up and do it again the next day. They're never going to be able to push at, at various intensities. So they're always going to be kind of in that middle, like no man's land of like, you put just enough work to not recover and you just don't recover enough to not be able to put enough work in. Right. Um, it's, it's not like, it's not a great place to be when it comes to improving features of your fitness. And it's, um, and it sucks because that's the, that's like you said, that's the first feature that we look for in someone that maybe just isn't the right fit. And so I wanted to give like perfect clarity on breaking that down. So what is another, another thing that we look for that you, like maybe just a red flag that, Hey, maybe this person isn't right for us or isn't right for us right now. I was really hoping you were going to take the next one. <laughs> the nice part is we can cut this. So. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you might have, I'm like, he had one. That was good. You gave me one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't throw two my way. I was going to throw the question back at you, but you were too quick to ask me the question, so. <laughs> you have to answer one now. What do you mean? Right. Just the flow of the podcast. Now you have to answer one. No, because we'll we'll cut until right here, and then I'll say, "No, you." (laughs) (laughs) We're not gonna do. We're not. (laughs) I don't know. You can't think of any reason why someone wouldn't be a good fit for us. (laughs) That's like the one thing I feel like (laughs) they live super far away. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, someone that doesn't want to lift weights, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but then why do they come to a gym? Dude, what do you mean? People have no idea. <laughs> I'm confused by this. You think people coming here for a consultation would be like, oh, I don't want to lift those? I think people have an expectation that, like, they, if their goals are fat loss, that they wouldn't lift weights. Yeah. Don't that kind of fall into that? No, it's still working hard. All right, fine. I think for our average listener, whoever that is or is not, like that'll be a completely different category. Do you want me to like stop this and start us so you can find no, it? No, sorry. Um, okay. So what was what was where did you phrase your question? Uh, so just what's another? Yeah. trying to think of an example where that's happened. <laughs> I mean, I could also see a case for you saying like someone that doesn't want to progressively Oh yeah, okay. Like and incrementally adapt to a stimulus and do get more. stronger. Yeah. So another one would be people who who don't either want to or don't feel comfortable with pushing themselves to do more over time, you can think of a number of people who we've had where, on like a, a bench press, for example, they're a beginner and they're using 15 pounds for a dumbbell bench press, eventually trying to give them 20s, and there's, oh, I'm, I'm only strong enough for these. Like the mentality that their strength level is what it is, and it's either something that can't be improved or that they don't have an interest in improving it. Um, usually it's, it's met with the like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trying to get big or get bulky. Like I just want to get toned or lose weight, whatever, whatever the thing is. But yeah, I would say like a, an adverse response to pushing more over time. It's not something obviously where you have to 
do more every time you work out, but one of the main principles of strength training is progressive overload, which is, again, just over time, progressively doing more. Um, whether it's more weight, more reps, more sets, less time between sets, like finding ways to do more work over time so your body adapts to it. Because the body's really good at adapting. If you do the same thing all the time, your body's like, okay, this is the thing I need to be ready for, and I am ready for it, so you don't have to change anything. Right, I think just, I had that conversation with someone like three days ago. It was fresh in my mind. Yeah, it sort of just gets factored into the thing you're already doing. So, which, honestly, if that's the case, then you would be better served adapting yourself to doing nearly nothing, so then everything you did later was a novel stimulus. Yes. Which is a really weird, which is a weird concept for people. And the other thing that people like maybe that fall into that trap of, I like I'm in the. Like, it's more of like a fixed versus growth mentality mindset. I think like uh, like they're so worried about a potential perceived outcome that they're not even sure to be true that they're putting up a roadblock on other potential opportunities that could help their body and their life. So, which is like a weird analogy when you're talking about someone moving from 15s to 20s on a dumbbell bench press sure. but the but it's more the mentality of someone that that says i can't or i shouldn't or i don't want to like and that's again that's completely fine but they're probably <clears throat> it's not even that they're not our client it's in that case for me i think it's that they shouldn't spend their money on us like we're probably too too detailed and too valuable and too service and progress oriented for what you want if you want random workouts like that that would be the third one like the one that i that I would focus on, if you're just looking to move, to just get activity, you probably shouldn't pay us. Um, and I know that's that's probably like a hard pill for certain people to swallow when it comes to, uh, when it comes to t- trying to find a gym. Like if you're only paying us because you think you need to check this box off, that's, we're not the right person for that. We're, we're too detail oriented, we're too specific, we're too, frankly, we're too expensive for that to be fit into someone's budget if all you're looking for is is to have someone be like, yeah, I moved, and that's it. Right. It's just not, it's just probably not the best fit. We can probably help you find that significantly cheaper. And also, most people don't like lifting weights, and I understand that. Like, there are times where I really don't like lifting weights, <laughs> most of the time for me, honestly. It's fine, it's like can be fun, it's something that's built into my habits, but it's it's not something that I super love, But which is fine if you don't either, but you have to at least be willing to want to get better at it and engage in it because if you don't then we're we're just not we're not going to be the right fit um and also that's okay like there's nothing wrong with that like i don't know if there's a client listening that's like oh that's all i've ever really used it for like that's fine if you like lifting then we can make sure you do it safer than anybody um and also if you're like i really hate lifting and i really have just been using this to move like go play tennis like go (laughs) go like go bike riding with friends go play at the park with your kid like please don't use the time that you could be using on like much more cool fitness stuff than in here. Like that's not, I don't want people to, to replace just being active, normal humans with that here. Like there should be, which I guess kind of segues nicely into the people that I think should be part of the gym. Like if you have, if you have a goal, if you have some specific aches and pains, if you have the interest in like progressively getting better, um, which I'm like lumping all this stuff into one, we can break that down a little bit. If you have, if you have like a specific thing and you want to plan to get there, um, if you are very goal and detail and progress and incremental improvement oriented, those are all really good reasons to be part of our work and to hire a coach. Um, and they, 
they're they're all very different reasons, but they we can probably dive into them a little bit. Um, some of them I'm sure are self-explanatory, but they're all basically the opposite of and the inverse of what we don't we don't expect to come here. And I, I shouldn't say we don't want. If you want to give fitness a shot and this be the thing, and you're not going to do it otherwise, we'll happily make this your thing. Like that's that's great. But if all you're doing is putting this in place of like ah, I checked the movement box off my off my Apple Watch or off of whatever, like there's better, there's more fun ways to do it. Like there's there are like that's true. Yeah, like go like go to a kickboxing class. Honestly, like like when people are like oh you should get that. It's like but that's just not what we do. We don't we don't do that. I love that stuff. That's great. Do it. I mean not for me, but for other people, it's great. Yeah. Do it. Be active. Do that. Punch a bag. Kick it go for a run, go swimming, go kayaking, do all the fun things, play with your kid at the park. If you need something that's incrementally goal-based and that's specific and that's that's guided and actually based on like long-term progress or short-term goals um, or a combination of the two, then that's something where I think absolutely having specific intervention that looks a lot like us can really help. Um, what are your thoughts? What are something that you look for I know it was a tangent slash rant for me that covered a lot of stuff, <laughs> but what do you look for in, a, in the qualities of someone that you're like, okay, whether it's sitting across from a consultation or the first one, first session or the first group session where you're like, all right, this person's going to like, they're going to be around. Like, what are some things that either whether it's energetically or whether it's actual things that you pick up on that are like, oh, like this person gets it. They're going to be around. That's a really good question. And I feel like I've never thought about the specific things but I feel like I get a vibe from people sometimes. You can kind of tell, I don't know why, um, if someone if someone is in pain and they're coming to you for help, I feel like those people, like they already have a very specific goal and people don't usually, I feel like people usually don't get here when they're in pain if they're not interested in getting our help. I feel like I'm trying to put that together in words and I'm butchering it. Um, I mean, I, I think I, let me see if I, if I can unpack this with a little <laughs> more clarity. So basically that by the time somebody has been stuck in a pain cycle, they have probably already tried other means and this is probably maybe not their last ditch effort, but maybe their last ditch effort outside of surgery or some like more serious intervention. Yes. So they're already pre-qualified. They're already like, Hey, I think that this can help. I'm gonna do this thing. Yes, that's what it is. I think it's people coming in with a mindset that this is going to help. Usually it's not someone who's like, oh, I have I have knee pain, like, maybe I'll try this out. Mm. Like, and then they're like, ah, maybe it's not right for me. So I feel like, like, like you said, like there's already a positive association with it, and they're like, I think this might be the thing that's going to help me. And for they're, sure. They're usually always right. Yeah, that's, that's also, yeah, very true. Um, which sometimes just having the belief that this is the thing that can help, it will automatically make it a thing that can help more, yeah. um, which we dive into on an individual basis with each client as they come in. But yeah, I think that that's a really good point. I think that it's, it's important to, to highlight those, like those qualities in people. And then, but like, well, I guess my, my other question too, is cause we do talk about like getting people out of like the pain cycle a lot and like helping with that. Um, help me kind of bridge that gap, but there are also a fair amount of people who come to us that are not in pain or not experiencing that, or if they are, it's just not even the primary, secondary, or maybe even on their radar tertiary version of what they're looking for. Um, in that case, 
if it's a case where pain is not the primary motivator, um, we still will have, whether it's like, again, like energetically or whether it's actual like objective kind of characteristics, um, at least for me, I'll still be like, oh, this person still gets it, right? Like there's still someone who gets it. Um, and so I guess I absolutely agree with everything you're saying when it comes to people that are stuck in pain or that are seeking us out for that type of intervention. And I also want to shed a little bit of light on what a client might look like if they're not seeking those things out, but still are going to be a very good fit for what we do. You're going to? I would like you to. Oh, it yeah. sounded like you were saying that you were going to shed some light on it. I don't think that's what it was. We uh, rewind it and uh, play that back. <laughs> the stenographer to <laughs> read it back to us yeah I thought you were going to talk so I was I was ready to let you do it and oh. run off my game and I was going so slow and like repeating it like three times so that you had time to think about it <laughs> trying to volley you up so hard well you you have to cut this out too <laughs> it's because we're gone for too long it's too is long it? an episode yeah what do we have like can Three you, hours right now? Can you break it up into multiple episodes? No. Why? Because you were like, um, we'll, we'll talk about those things in more detail, and then you started to talk about those things in more detail. <laughs> just do it to the right before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be an abrupt stop in the middle of your sentence. Yeah. No one's going to get to the end anyways. <laughs> I don't even remember what you asked. God damn it. Are we, are we not having a conversation? I thought you were gonna... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was people that are not in pain, but still... How do I know they're a good fit? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... It's because they signed up? <laughs> I need to tell you that our podcast outtakes are mutually assured destruction, by the way. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Most, I, so are our text conversations. I feel like anyone that I'm that I'm very close with, that's a guarantee. Like, I could destroy you, but also you could destroy me. And that's love. <laughs> I don't know if you can destroy me with podcast outtakes. Oh, you could destroy me with podcast outtakes. Get you canceled real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe not. I think I've like slowly and gradually made it to a point where I can get away with saying things that a lot of people cannot. They're just like, I think... I'll agree with that. I think yeah. graded exposure... Is yeah. a, a marvelous thing for for fitness and for post rehabilitation, and also for desensitizing people in an overly sensitive time. So, what was your what was your question? <laughs> Still, we're back on that. What was my answer? Okay. Oh, I don't have an answer for you. That was your job <laughs> to do the answer. <laughs> to just give us money and shit. Of people who want to work. I mean. Think about like Jenny and Brendan. Why? Like, why are they perfect fits? Why? Yeah, I don't know. But like, you do. Like, you have to know. But I don't know. That's important. I'm bad at knowing why I know something. Okay. I was always. This is a that. skill that we should work on together. Off the podcast, we should work on. <laughs> I forgot we were recording for a second. Um, 
If you answer this question, we could be done, and then I'd be really pumped. I legitimately don't know how to answer it. <sighs> okay. Let's think. <laughs> you can just tell sometimes. I don't know why. And I'm sure there is an answer. I think it has to do with people that are excited to improve that like the concept of working of their work mattering like if they're going to spend time they want it to be the most effective time and don't want to be the person to go and google and search shit on their own they just want to have that service for like built in for them and it's pretty simple <laughs> yeah you worded it very nicely it's a shame that all this is getting cut out no, that's in there. Nah. So. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you. Threw me off my groove. It's hard for me to get back. Okay, so happens. let's be clear. You could, get, <laughs> you could get me canceled. I could make sure that no one thinks that you have a cognitive ability of anything over like a dog. <laughs> I don't know that people really have super high. <laughs> No, I think they did before this. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Can we, can we try? <laughs> because, like, the only reason I'm saying that is I don't know how to be, like, you. Like, I already, like, bumped it to you. <laughs> like, I don't, so, when we come back, like, I can't, it can't be me. It has to be you. <laughs> like, actually, let me answer that. Question. You're like, and the 20 minute outtake that we just uh, talked about made us realize that we have no idea how to answer that question. So let me answer that question. We'll end with it to be continued. <laughs> like, you know, Mike, I think that's a really great topic for the next episode. Yes. <laughs> See you in four more weeks. No, we got it on the calendar now. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> we're supposed to be training them, aren't we? Who? Mario. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> what? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, my watch died. What time is it? 8.10. Oh. He's already working out. Oh, what the fuck? We should get out there. What about the podcast episode? We could have been done. <laughs> you have like a 12-minute delay right now. <laughs> He's already working out. Okay, well, I'm a nice present to make up for it. I, okay, I don't care about that. Can we finish the podcast? <laughs> yes, we can. Um, what was the question? Give me juice. Is it still recording? Did it shut off? It's still recording. I'm stuck. It just happens. I know. <laughs> we can never do a live anything ever. Oh, no, 100% we can I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah, no, it is. I could also never do a solo podcast. At least about fitness. <laughs> Who's that? John. <laughs> What's up? We're what in the hell is... So you do a push-up plank, it's a push-up position, mm -hmm. but take your ribs, 
like give the back of your ribs and push them to the sky as hard as you can. So you're gonna be like that the whole time. Almost like okay, so the cat position and push up position. Yes. Got it. So the cat position. Push Thank up you. Yeah. Our cast on. See, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll throw that in there. That's what threw me off. I'll just cut it up so it looks like John interrupted us. Nice. So you had asked a question. Yes. About someone who's not in pain, but who is still a good fit for us. Yeah. Like, the qualities of a person who seems like, and then has proven to be true, has been around for like a long time and has done really well in our program. And just kind of some of the qualities of a person that, if someone were listening at home and be like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't really, like, pain's not really the big thing for me, but like, I... I know that that's not all you guys do. Like, what would what else would make me a good fit? I think the someone who gets fulfillment from seeing a result from their own like effort being put into something. Because mm. I, I feel like, especially when you're newer and starting out, if you if you just put the effort in, if you show up consistently and you try, like you get stronger, you get better, you see improvements in your fitness, and that's for some people that's not an exciting thing, which is hard for me to wrap my head around because when I see numbers improve or things feel easier, it's exciting to me. So when people have an interest in seeing their efforts pay off, that's an obvious sign. Um, anyone who, who straight out the gate, they're like, I, I want to get stronger. Like that's kind of an obvious one. Like, okay. We do that. Um, and I feel like anyone who's just coming in with with like a a positive view of just exercise in general because sometimes people hate it sometimes people are just the person who know they should be doing it but they're not and they just need help with the consistency and knowing what to do or how to do it um, and guidance along the way so that that makes it that much easier because it's like well we have those things here let's do it absolutely and i think it's i think every quality that you just said is kind of spot on for what people if they're listening and they're not a client and they're thinking like maybe like maybe this is for me maybe this isn't um yeah like if you have if you have the drive to want to get better like that's really the biggest I think that's the thing that stuck out for me the most is like there are a lot of different qualities and like defining getting better can be a lot of different things and that's something that we help do through various things through like you know just impromptu um like kind of goal resets through some more formal ones and then also through like initial consultation, but kind of just focusing on on the fact that if you like the idea that when you put in work, you see progress, and that is that is like an addictive thing to you or something that you really like resonate highly with, then it'll be a perfect fit because that's what we will incrementally push you towards progress for as long as you're a client. If you're just looking for us to punch punch the box, check the box next to fitness that day right probably not going to be the most energetic fit and we would be both be better served helping you find a place that that would be right so it's um hopefully this helps kind of clear up a little bit of who we are for who we aren't for so if you're kind of on the fence about it we can either help you find a place that is going to be the best fit um which we will routinely do with other people who are not the right fit for our gym um or if you are the right fit we'll help figure out what path you should be on and help you kind of work on all the things that we just talked about.